0: I hope you're doing well this morning, and uh, today I have uh, some guests with me, but they're really not guests. They're more like family. Uh, So uh, this is Matt Seidel, uh, and this is Cindy Gambon, and Matt is our Connections Pastor, Pastor, and Cindy leads our women's groups. And so why don't you give it up for Matt and for Cindy this morning. (laughs) Glad to have you guys. Man, I am so excited about what we're about ready to do today is our launch into fall. You can kind of tell it's not fall yet by the weather, but we're launching into fall right today. And after we're done here today, there are going to be food trucks outside, all free for you. Uh, there's going to be all kind of water slides, which I'm sure Matt is going to get yeah, on. I have my
1: speedo on. God, there's
0: a 90 foot. <laughs> Wow. There's a 90-foot water slide that Matt's going to be on, and maybe a dunking tank, I think, that Matt needs to try out, too. Yeah, so thanks I think for that. I think that would be awesome. So you can encourage Matt to do that. So anyway, I um, really am glad that you're here. And today we're kicking off. Over the course of the next several months, we're going to be focused on what I believe is a vision that God has given us as a leadership team for the future. And I'm very excited about that. But i got to tell you, today we're going to talk a lot about community, and we're going to talk a lot about God's vision for us as a church here in Hilton Head and around the world. Uh, But I've got to tell you that there is a group of people that are living in a place right now who call themselves Christ followers, and right now they're being hunted down, and we need to pray for the church in Afghanistan. We need to pray for Christians and for women, and we need to pray for girls in Afghanistan. I don't know if you realize this, but over the course of the last 11 days, uh, things have deteriorated there, and this is not political at all. But um, we have a tremendous amount of freedom, and we can meet here. And right now, there are Christians who are being persecuted around the world. For a long time, Afghanistan was the second largest country for church growth in the world. And that kind of came to a screeching halt over the last 11 days. But our God is bigger. And we need to pray for them. And so would you join me, before we dive in and talk about this, would you join me in praying for uh, our fellow Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ in Afghanistan? Would you join me? Father, it's hard for us to fathom what people are going through in Kabul and in places in Afghanistan. And likewise, in other places like China. And Father, in the strong name of Jesus, I pray for girls and women and Christians, as they call it, religious minority groups there. Father, they're being hunted down, and they're being persecuted, and they're going to be forced to go to mosques. And if they don't, they'll be killed. And I pray in the strong name of Jesus that you would protect those who call themselves Christ followers in Afghanistan. Father, I pray that you would protect them. God, I pray that you would help them to be about their mission in the midst of and even despite their circumstances. And Father, while we sit here in this well-air-conditioned room and as we eat our lunch today and as we enjoy the freedom we have, Father, may we not take that for granted. God, may we not take it for granted. But God, may we stop and may we think about the people who are being persecuted just because Their faith is in you. And I pray that you would help them, that you would guide them. And Father, I pray that your kingdom would be expanded throughout this country and around the world, Father. I pray that you would bring about a revival, Father. God, like uh, maybe we've never seen because of the circumstances that we have gone through over the past 18 months. And Father, as we launch out into the future, this vision that I believe you've given me and our leadership team for Hilton Head Island Community Church For the next five years and beyond, God, I thank you so much for giving us a fresh vision. I pray that you would bless it, and that you would lead us, and that you would guide us. And today, as Cindy and Matt and I talk about community, I pray that you would spark in us the desire to connect with other Christians. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Today, we are launching out into this. I'm really, really excited about this. You know, we started, our church started on September the 9th, uh, 2007. And so we are 14 years old. So we are right smack dab in the middle of the awkward middle school age. Do you remember that? Some of you still are that. Some of us, I have, uh, you know, uh, middle schoolers and have had recently middle schoolers in my home. And I remember it being awkward. You guys remember that, right? So we're in this awkward phase, and you know what? I think that God is calling us to renewed vision. About a year ago, I began to pray about what the future would be. What does God want for our church? He's given us this great place from which to do ministry. He's given us these two buildings, something like 28,000 square feet, a front door right on the Hilton Head Island right on 278. And I am so incredibly thankful for that. And we ended with a great, by the the grace of God, a great successful campaign to raise money for two years and to complete that project to help start a church down in Belize and be supportive of churches and different ministries all over the world. And it's really cool to see that. But I think that God has something new for us as a church. And I think that although our focus has been on a place and people over these past 14 years and in our community, I believe that God is calling us to be focused more on people in the future and reaching our community and reaching our world for Christ. And so largely this vision that God gave us and really kind of crystallized with our leadership team and with our staff team over the course of a few months, I think that he's brought this together so that we as a church in this awkward middle school age of our church can move from a place of really being focused on the place we're going to minister from to the people that we're ministering to. And I'm excited about it. And you heard those words, those words that are really really not just the vision, not just a picture of the preferable future, but also the values. It's a picture of who we are, who God has called us to be right now, And what God is calling us to be in the future. And today we're going to start with this word growing. And we're going to be talking about all of these words over the next few weeks. And how it connects to our mission to passionately share the message of Jesus. And to lead people to follow him. And so these words like growing and giving and welcoming and entrusting and serving and loving and sending. And you saw them as you walked in today on the wall. These are going to be our themes. This is going to be our, our rally cry. This is going to be our call to become fully the church that God has called us to be. And today we dive into this whole idea of growing. And God has called us to grow in our journey with Him. But He's also called for us to do that, not by ourselves but to do it with others. Matt, you are our community pastor. You're our connections pastor, and you are the one that's passionate most about groups on our staff. Um, Tell us a little bit what a group is, and then we'll dive in further
1: and talk about it uh, a little bit later. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Hey, everybody. Um, So groups are, are really designed to be the place where we are intentionally living out what it means to be followers, to be more committed followers of Jesus. And so we ask groups to do five things. We think that if you can do five things, that your group is going to be a good place for you to grow as a follower of Jesus, a a disciple. So we ask our groups to care for one another, to study Scripture, uh, to study Scripture, to care for one another, to pray for others, um, to to serve others, um, and to share the gospel. We think that if groups can do those five things, Uh, then more than likely they're actually becoming closer followers of Jesus. Each one of those things takes a a little bit of a risk, and each one of those things takes a little bit of work. Um, I've I've heard people say before that groups can be easy or groups can change your life. Hmm. So you have to decide if you're going to join a group, do you want to join a group that's easy? Or do you want to join a group that's going to change your life? Awesome. Now, look, we're, we're not going to, like, you know, make you run 20 miles as a group. That's not a requirement. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. Um, but there is a bit of it that actually takes a little bit of work. Yeah. And if you do those things, then, man, the Lord will call you to more and more and more yeah. of himself for you and for others.
0: I love that uh, Matt talked about the fact that a group will either be easy or it'll change you. And that's the goal is for groups to change you. You know that God is in the changing business? He wants to change us, not to force us into some kind of picture of, you know, uh, you know something that we don't want to be. Um, you know, he's not, like Matt just said, he's probably not going to call Matt or myself to run 20 miles, right? But he's going to change us, and he changes us eternally, but he changes us also on this side of heaven. God is in the transformation business. And that's why we're calling this emphasis, we're calling this focus, we're calling this vision the DNA of a transformational church, because God is in the transformation business. I want you to look here at 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say that with me, New creation. He's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. God is in the transformation business. And once we become followers of him, we are transformed by him. We're changed by him. And in fact, that's one of the greatest indicators of someone who is a Christ follower is that they've been changed. And some of you have seen that where people go through a great transformation because they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And so, when it comes to this idea of the DNA of a transformational church, that's God's part. God has a part in this. That's what He exists to do. But we have a part. And I love Romans, Paul's letter to the church of Rome says this in Romans 12:2 Don't be conformed, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. By what? By the renewal of your mind. We talked about this in the Inside Out series, talking about how we, it begins by a renewal of our mind. That by testing, you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that word transform is where we get the English word metamorphosis from. The word that he used there, transform, is the word that we understand as metamorphosis. We go through a change. We go through a change, and God does the change. And so there's a part of us that changes. But then there's our part together. Acts is the story of the first church that God did incredible things in and through. And they went into places that were extremely dangerous to preach the gospel, and God did incredible things. But you know what they found themselves? They found themselves in jail quite often, some of those first apostles. All right? Exciting, right? That's our future. Is that what you're laughing about, right? God did amazing things, and as they entered Thessalonica... As they got into Thessalonica, the religious leaders of that day gathered a a group of people together, a lot like we're seeing in Afghanistan, to go after these Christians. And it's so interesting. We read about it in Acts 17, verse 6. The second part of that verse talks about one of those leaders who's saying, these people have entered our city. And he says, these men who have turned the world upside down, they've come here also. And I love that picture of the people of the first church turning their culture upside down for God. That was their part together. And Hilton Head Island Community Church, we aren't going to do, do church as usual. We're not going to move into the forward, into the future, just doing church like maybe you and I saw growing up. It's not to dog your church, okay? I'm not trying to trash your church growing up. But God has called us to something that is different and unique. We're not better than anyone else, or not more important than any other church, but God has called us to be a part of him transforming lives. And so you're gonna see that, and the best way that happens is in groups just like Matt talked about. The best way that that can happen is in those groups. Now, Cindy, I know that you've seen transformation happen in some of the women's groups, some of the groups that you and Dennis have been a part of, Tell us maybe how you have seen kind of what the, what the result was of some significant change that you've seen happen in groups.
2: Well, first of all, uh, my husband and I have been doing groups for about almost 30 years, and we can't imagine doing church without being part of a group. Yeah. Sundays awesome. are great, but that's not it. Mm. In Absolutely. order to be connected to the whole community, it's so important to to be seeing each other regularly and developing relationships. And um, we've had so many different groups together that um, we've seen all different sizes of groups, all different types of groups. Sometimes we study a book, sometimes we study chapters of the Bible, books of the Bible, and um, but we stay, rooted in Mm. the Word and that's what changes people's lives Mm. is being rooted in the Word. And uh, we have made friendships that will never go away. Mm. And we moved here from Atlanta full-time about six years ago and we still, those are the first friends, those are the first people that we Mm. call, they're like our extended family. And it really helps you to see how God wants us to live in community Mm -hmm. with each other because it just enhances what he's already given us and it it allows us to uh even spend more time with him talking about him spreading the news Mm -hmm. spreading the good news but we've had uh groups that we have um had big groups where we've had a, a age range of between 20 and 75
0: yeah
2: and one of the most transformational things that I've ever seen is the 20-year-olds changing thoughts of the (laughs) 70-year-olds and the 60-year-olds and the Mm 50-year-olds. And just watching generations Mm -hmm. kind of intermix and and learning how to communicate with each other. I love that. Which is very um, exciting to watch. And uh, watching the younger people in the room grow in their faith too. So it's just been an honor to be a part of that.
0: That's awesome. I love that. That's what happens in groups. and That's what happens when you're connected in community is growth takes place, change takes place. And uh, yes, often generational, intergenerational groups um, can have an impact both ways. I've seen that happen over and over and over again. I love, absolutely love that. God is in the transformation business. And I, I dream of a day when uh, we have a place for everyone who calls Hilton Head Island Community Church their home, that we have a place in group life. Whether that's a men's prayer group, like I'm a part of on Wednesdays, whether it's a couples group, whether it's you know people that you've connected with, maybe, you know, they're where you're from. Like there's like 20 Ohio groups probably at some point in time on Hilton Head Island, more than likely. Uh, like you know, there's so many different ways they can connect, and man, I dream of a day when that happens, when everybody in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church has a place to connect. And I think we're launching with about 20 to 25 groups here this fall, which is really amazing. Uh, and there's a place for most of the people in our church. Talk a little bit about that,
1: Matt. Yeah. So so wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, if you are an adult, um, and I'll let you decide whether you're an adult or not, <laughs> uh, there is a group that would be a good fit for you. Um, and so we're going to give you a bit more details uh, when this service yep. is over about how you can meet some of our leaders here today. Um, but there's also a, a good way to connect to groups uh, whether you're listening to this uh, on, on Sunday, August 22nd, or whether you're listening to this in October or November yeah. or whenever, um, you can download our app, and you can find out which groups are open and to adding new people, and you can join a group right away. Now, some of our groups have been designed for people to, to come in and build deep relationships and for that to be kind of your formative group. And some of our groups, uh, because we know people are always moving here, always testing the waters of what it's like to, to grow in fellowship with God. Some of our groups are designed to be a good place for you to test what groups are like to get to know people, to get to build community. And it's a group that you can stay in for a long time. It's also a good group to just see what groups are like. Mm -hmm. We want everyone to move towards Jesus. And so we tried to create environments uh, that would help you to do that. Some of our groups are specialized based on the things that you may be interested in, the life stage that you're in, uh, particular interests or concerns that you have. Um, And so as we are, as you're looking for what groups are, you can find out more about that later. Mm
0: Love that. Absolutely love it. And we are really praying about new leaders too. And, and if, you, if God lays it on your heart that maybe you should become a leader, I want to encourage you to talk to Matt about that because that's something that we are praying that God would continue to give us new leaders. I, I want to also just say this. The word growing means that we're growing both in our walk with him, in our journey with him, and in community with each other. Um, we can't be alone. And God didn't intend for us to be alone, but He also intended us at times to be in solitude with Him. Even Jesus went and prayed by himself, but Jesus didn't stay there, did he? He didn't stay there. He went back into community. I love Dietrich Bonhoeffer's uh, community. It's a book it's a volume that he wrote a smaller one of the smaller works called "Community," And he says this let him who cannot be alone be aware of community. Let him who is not in community be aware of being alone. You see, it takes both. It takes retreating and being with Jesus to be transformed by him, and then it takes us leaving that place and being in community where we're known and we can know others, but we first have to be committed to growing spiritually. Peter is uh, writing this, this letter, and he ends it this way in 2 Peter 3.18. He says, grow, in all the things that he said in, in uh, those letters, he says, but grow, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, to him be both glory now and into the days of eternity. So we have to be committed to growing ourselves. And we've got so many different tools um, at Hilton Head Island Community Church on the app and, and other places that you'll hear more and more about where you can grow in your faith walk, you can grow in your journey with him. But here's what happens to a church that's committed, where all of its people are committed to spiritual growth. As God grows us spiritually, then he grows us numerically. Then he grows us numerically. Even during a period of time like we're in, the first church that got started in Acts 2, it records it. And it says this, and day by day, they were attending the temple together. They were breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. We're all really good at that part, aren't we? 47 says they were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those Who are being saved. Listen, Hilton Head Island Community Church, I see a day where people in Hilton Head Island and South Carolina, Low Country, and around the world are being saved daily. People are coming to know Jesus Christ as their savior on a day-by-day basis. They're entering eternity, but that follows us being committed to growing in our own relationship with God. See, spiritual growth in our own lives, that's what leads. To numerical growth. We've never, you can ask Matt, we've never been about numbers. What are we going to reach? How many are going to be here? And that sort of thing. We do look at it so we know what's going to happen next time and use it as a, uh, uh, as a tool to measure things. But we've never had that as the goal. It's always been about the heart change and it will continue to be about the heart change. Numerical goals are secondary to the heart. But here's the key. You and I, we cannot thrive spiritually apart from community. We can't thrive spiritually apart from community. Cindy, I don't know what your thoughts are about this isolation. It's been tough last year to be in, and it's tough to decide how we're going to approach this new, are we in COVID, are we not in COVID, what's going to happen, how do we do this? It's been excruciatingly painful for us, but isolation is certainly not where we're supposed to be spiritually. No. Talk to us about your thoughts about this idea of isolation.
2: Well, I'm, personally, I can say that God got me through the isolation because yeah. I'm kind of an extrovert, so I don't do well <laughs> all by myself yeah. all the time. But um, it, I didn't even know about Zoom until, you know, I mean, imagine if you had Zoom stock and uh, it would, it, it before, before COVID and wow, here you go. Um, but we were able to transition a, a women's study that I was leading um, over to Zoom. And it, faithfully, we met every week. And, and texting too, you know, there's good things about technology and Mm -hmm. we need to take advantage of those good things. And uh, texting each other for prayer requests in between the times that we would meet, Uh, but but being able to hold each other up. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make generalizations, but you know, there was a book written that's entitled, Men Are Like Waffles and Women Are Like Spaghetti. (laughs) So us women, generally, I'm not saying everybody, but we really need to intermingle. Mm -hmm. We really need to touch each other in one way or another, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually. And we need each other. Mm -hmm. And I watched that women's group just get closer and closer and closer throughout the past year and almost year and a half. Mm Now we are transitioning and the basic women members of the group are gonna brave it out and we're meeting in, in person <laughs> this fall face to face and we're all so excited about mm. it. We're really excited about it but it's uh, just just seeing each other's faces during the isolation was so mm. empowering and so mm. helpful yes. and, and so many people, a, a couple of ladies in the group that have stuck through the whole time, have really grown spiritually, and um, I think it's an extra added bonus now that we get to meet face-to-face, and it's just going to make it even better, but we continue to grow, and it's just uh, nothing like it.
0: Zoom and technology was, while a substandard to meeting together face-to-face, um, I'm so thankful that we had it during this period of time, and we were able to connect and stay together, and some of us were using Zoom even before the pandemic and you know, knew that maybe it was Fortunately, I didn't buy stock. I should have done that, like you talked about, uh, Cindy, but uh, uh, the whole idea is to remain connected, to remain connected regardless of what's going on in your life. Matt, there are times... When uh, I I love my men's prayer group. We meet on Wednesdays, and some of the guys are in here. So I hope they're not offended by this. But there are some Wednesdays I'm like, oh man, I gotta get up earlier. I gotta get some stuff done earlier, or I gotta do it some other time. And I'm thinking about all this, and in my mind I make up all these excuses, right? Right? Why I shouldn't go, and why I can't be there, and and just I just I'm flooded. Yes, even your pastor is flooded with those excuses of why I can't be there. And if, and if I just were to go, if I just would be there, I'd leave so encouraged. i leave filled. I'm so glad that I went. We pray together. We do life together. We share our struggles, our ups and downs together. And it's awesome. And sometimes it's just that start of saying, hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to attend. How important is it to have that start and to begin to pull a little bit uh, on what we're talking about? With groups. Yeah,
1: so Cindy said that men are like waffles, and what is a reality is that Todd's men's group is a breakfast men's group. <laughs> so it is literally the attraction for, I think, yeah, some of the guys. That does
0: help. That's a good incentive.
1: Um, so, yeah, so, so what I would say is that, you know, if you are making a decision every single time about whether or not you are going to take a step towards Christ, whether it is in a group or any other thing— wh- if, if you have to decide every single time, gosh, I, I think I can do this, mm-hmm. uh, then, then you may not always decide yes. Or you may not always decide yes. If you commit, I'm going to do this thing regardless of how I feel, regardless of how others feel, regardless of whether anyone else shows up or whether the mm-hmm. Lord seems to show up. If you yep. commit, I am going to follow Jesus and I'm going to do it recklessly in this way, in this group, and he will change your life. Mm-hmm. And so if you're deciding every time and then you're probably not going to decide every time. Wow. So you have to make a decision once you join a group that you are going to stick it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's some, uh, some research that says that if you give it five tries, um, mm-hmm. then, then, uh, and if you go every single time, then you're more likely to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I have seen in literally watching hundreds of groups is that mm-hmm. the groups uh, who are committed to doing it together have a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. And so commit, jo- join a group. You commit to being in a group and commit to going every time, and it will change your life.
2: Absolutely. Could I say something? Um, also, I think that sometimes you're supposed to be there, not for you, yes. but for somebody else that's yeah. in the room. Yes. There have been right. a number of times in groups that you see that somebody is really ministering to mm-hmm. another person that's having a difficult trial. Yes. And then when you talk to them afterwards, they're like, I almost wasn't going to come tonight. Mm, yes, And it wasn't for their benefit. It was for the benefit of the other yeah. person. So yes. that's important. So you're growing inwardly and you're growing, helping others Absolutely. to grow too.
0: I love that. And I'm so glad that you jumped in there. By the way, I gave them permission to interrupt me today. Okay. So just so that's you guys know. <laughs> um, so I'm, gl- I'm so glad you mentioned that because... Here's what I want to say to you, churches. Is, is if you're part of Hilton Head Allen Community Church and you're here every week and you're excited about what God's doing and what's going on in your life, but you're not in a group, I think you're missing out. But I think that there are people who are missing out by you not being there. There are others who are missing out by not having your influence, not having your thought, not having you pray for what's going on in their life. And I want to encourage you to not let the rest of your church miss out. See, groups, as Matt talked about, have five things they do, but here's our desire our desire is for every man, every woman, every child to be connected in an environment that's relevant to their season of life and their spiritual needs. And we have that. We have that. We're growing to having a place for everyone, but we've got a place for so many of you. And if we can't find a place, for, or if we don't have a place for you, Matt is committed to finding a place for you. The DNA of a transformational church is a church that is growing spiritually. We can't stand still spiritually. There's a book that I was introduced to years ago, and the name of the book is Grow or Die. And we're either growing in our faith walk, we're doing it with other people, we're doing it in private with the Lord, or we die spiritually. Spiritual atrophy happens largely when we don't decide, as Matt said, to begin to engage and decide that we're going to be a part of part of things. And so when we talk about a growing church, I, I see a church that provides safe communities for people to connect with God and others and grow in the relationship with him. It's just as simple as that, but it's one of the keys to a church that is transforming its world. Have you ever had on a desk a a computer or maybe a phone or a printer, and it dies, and you have to go out, and you have to buy a new one, and you're trying to snake the cord down through one of the holes and trying to get it there, and you're having to get down on the ground? I, I had this happen not too long ago, and I had my son, Sean, who, by the way, is also 14. Anyway, Lots of connections there. Sean was helping me with it, and I was down on the ground, and I was pushing this thing up, and I'm pretty short. I know it looks like I'm really tall up here, which I like, but anyway, I was pushing I'm pushing up through the, the desk, and, and he was grabbing it, and he pulled it out, and then he, he was just kind of pulling it just a little bit, but then he let go of it, and it fell back down. And I controlled my temper in the moment. And then, like, I, you know, it's like, hey, you gotta, you gotta take it, you gotta grab it, you gotta pull on this, man. Just, you know, just give it a yank. I'm pushing it up, but I need you to just take a little bit of it and just pull it so that we can get it all hooked up. And Hilton Head Island Community Church, that's where we are today. That's where we are today. My challenge to you is to find a group, to try a group, to connect with other believers outside of Sunday morning. Real relationship cannot happen on Sunday morning. You might be able to talk to someone about the weather and who got dunked in the dunk tank and how good the food trucks were and the, what happened to Clemson and Georgia go dogs the night before. And so there's like many things that you can talk about here, but you can't really get to know people on a real basis on Sunday morning. It's so my challenge to you is to take that cord that we're pushing and grab onto it and begin to pull. We're doing our part. We're working hard. Matt and his team are working hard to make sure that you have a place. And I dream of a church where everyone has a place to connect. Today's a great day to do that. Matt, tell us a little bit about, you told us a little bit about the app, but tell us about what's gonna happen after today and a little bit more reminder about the app too.
1: Yeah, so if you wanna join a group, That is terrific. We want to make it as easy as possible for you. And so any group that is open to adding people uh, after this Sunday, you can find out more about those groups. You can see when they meet, uh, where they meet, and and see if it's a good fit for you. Uh, You can do that on our app. Uh, You can download that. There's little things all over the place to tell you how to download our app. Uh, and you can you can actually connect with the leader and say I'd like to join your group. I'd like to learn more about your group. To join your group, and they will happily do that quickly to get you connected. Those are always there. Will always be groups that are available as an option for you, um, and and they are wonderful leaders and they mm-hmm. would love to connect with you. Um, so so how about we stop there and then? Yeah, is that good?
0: Yeah, I I would love for you guys to uh, after your um, after we're done here in a few minutes. I would love for you guys to go outside to grab lunch at one of the food trucks. If you wanna slide down the water slide, hold off and do it later, all right? Uh, so <laughs> come back in here and yeah. Matt and I are gonna lead you through a little session, talk a little That's bit right. about yeah. what we're gonna do in here.
1: Yeah, so once, once this service is over, we're gonna clear out to this middle section. Um, you guys don't have to get up yet, um, but this middle section will be emptied out and we're gonna put tables and chairs in here so that folks can come back in and actually eat their meals and air conditioning. Um, And our group leaders are going to be in here. They're all going to be wearing name tags that look like this. This is Cindy's name tag. So if you are looking for a group, then you are looking for someone with a name tag like this. Uh, you're going to want to go up and talk to them. Hey, who are you? What's your group about? Ask them a couple of questions uh, because as much as I love all of the leaders, um, some groups are going to be a better fit for you than others. Yeah. So get to know some leaders, ask some questions, uh, meet them. They'll be available. They're also going to be taking the initiative to talk to you. So if you get people wearing these name tags that come up to you, um, be nice and kind to them. And if you've already joined a group, <laughs> just let them know that and then maybe you know, share some of your food with them. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> and go see Matt later so he gets dumped. Listen, I, I am so excited about the people that God is bringing to Hilton Head Island Community Church. I'm excited about what God is doing in the midst of our community. In the midst of one of the most difficult times to lead a church, God grew Hilton Head Island Community Church. I am incredibly thankful for that. He grew us in numbers. But it's time to grow spiritually. It's time to grow spiritually along with someone else. It's time to join together, not live life in isolation spiritually. And so join a group. Connect with a group. Find one that fits you. If, you don't ha- if we don't have one, we will help you find one. We'll put a new group together. But now is the time. The fall is the time. It's the best time to find out more about that. As we, as Hilton Head Island Community Church, look to the future, I dream about a church that is growing in their walk with God and the community with others. Would you guys pray with me? First of all, let's thank Matt and thank Cindy this morning for being a part. Really appreciate you guys being a part. Would you join me in a word of prayer this morning? Father, I pray that you would help us to realize that we cannot do this life by ourselves. God, help us to realize that we cannot grow to the extent that we should or can or that you have for us without doing it with other people. We can't be by ourselves and reach our full spiritual potential, God, in in isolation and loneliness. Father, I pray that you would impress upon our hearts and our minds the fact that we all need to be connected, that we need to find a place, whether it's a men's group or women's group, God, I thank you for a student ministry and a kid's ministry that focuses on group life just the same. But Father, I pray for our adults. God, I pray that you would spur them on in their walk with you. God, I pray that you would make that time with you rich. God, I pray for those who may not um, have this routine of time with you. Father, I pray that you would help them to grow in their faith walk with you in that private place. But God, I pray that you would also encourage us and spur us on, and create a desire, God, to grow in community with other believers here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. And God, I can't wait to see what you do as a result of it all, Father. I pray that that day might be today for many people, that they would take that step, that they would say, as Matt said earlier, "I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to decide each and every time, each and every week." I'm going to join a group today. Father, I thank you for your word that encourages us. I thank you that the very nature of who you are speaks to us about community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God, would you lead us, would you guide us as we become the church that you want us to become, a growing church. I pray this all in the strong and the mighty and the transformational name of Jesus and all God's people said, Amen.